Hey, welcome once again. This is Al at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, sign up, and talk it up. Let's see if we can figure out. Today is my second in the series, Walk a Mile. Walk a Mile in someone else's shoes. And I am calling Henry Luck in China. Now, hang on, let me see if I can get Henry on the line. This is Henry Luck, and Henry is located. Can you help me out here? Where exactly are you, Henry? I'm right now in Guangzhou, China. Okay. And、um, Guangzhou used to be, used to be called Canton. Now it's Guangzhou. Yeah. So, how long have you been in China, and how did you get there, and how did you、uh, get back to the U.S. and back to China? Well, I was born in Hong Kong. Um, and I went to the U.S. to study, and then I worked on Wall Street for a number of years. And then about ten years ago, I decided to move back to this part of the world. It was 1995. At first, I lived in Hong Kong for a few years. Then I took on business ventures that required me to go to China frequently. So for the last、uh, six, seven years, I have、um, spent a lot of time in China, basically South China. Uh, Guangzhou is、uh, only 80 miles north of Hong Kong, and、um, for the past three, three and a half years, I basically lived, I lived in Guangzhou most of the time, except when I travel back to the U.S. to visit my family and、uh, my customers. Sounds good.、Uh, right now, I have a business in Guangzhou, employing 120 people.、Uh, all my clients are American companies. And、uh, they basically hire my staff through me to do various work for them, ranging from programming to back office、uh, work to graphic design to、um, translation. So basically, anything my clients want to do, and I think I can help them. I hire staff here to to, to help them. Wow, fantastic!、Over、back to you. How do you think that people in China perceive Americans? You know, how, how do people in China perceive Americans today? Yes. Well,、um, I would say the Chinese are mostly、uh, mostly admire Americans for the high standard of living and the achievements Americans have in terms of、uh, scientific. Um, and military and other other areas.、Um, at the same time,、um, uh, some Chinese are a bit concerned about American foreign policies. But by and large, I would say Chinese are favorably disposed towards the American way of life. And China is building a society which incorporates. Many aspects of the consumerist society that America is already in.、Uh, there's a very, very old and long history in China. I mean, it's probably one of the oldest societies on the planet, and there's a, a lot of beautiful culture and things. Do you find that American influences seem to be changing that? Yes,、uh, I, I, obviously the world is getting smaller, and through the internet and everything, the media,、uh, 
The world is changing. China is changing. China is evolving towards a global culture with very distinct Chinese characteristics. So you do have very unique. You have unique Chinese factors in in in, in the social order here. But on the other hand, many things are very Westernized, and so you have you have twin development: the the preservation of much of the long tradition and culture of China, and yet at the same time, the adoption of many things Western. So, can you tell me a little bit about the the culture there? Men, women, how the sort of structure, family structure, set up, how people kind of day to day, how it's different perhaps than in the U.S. I can only talk about the urban culture.、Uh, there's a great divide between the urban culture and the rural culture in China, as is in much of the world.、Uh, as far as rural,、uh, uh, urban Chinese culture is concerned. It's the family structure is evolving from an extended family to a nuclear family, like in the U.S. The families used to live together, the big family, parents, children, even married children, grandchildren. Now, what you're seeing is the typical nuclear family, which is, you know, husband and wife and their children and older parents.、Uh, Either living by themselves or living in in、uh, group homes, and、um, as far as men and women are concerned,、uh, economically there is, seems to be a great deal of equality between the sexes in society. Culturally and socially, there's still obviously male dominance、uh, manifesting itself in many ways. But the more encouraging factor is. Is in the workplace, by and large, women earn the same pay for the same work, and women,、uh, on average, actually slightly better educated, and therefore they are as eagerly sought after, if not more so,、uh, in certain、uh, job categories、uh, than men. And there is a growing shortage of skilled labor in China, and so.、Um, You know, employers are not about to discriminate against、uh, a good employee or good staff、uh, because they're just so find it so difficult to, to get good ones to begin with. Wow, that's great.、Um, yeah. So, so you have, you know, as I said, relative economic equality and social, mostly traditional ideas about. You know, male dominance still obvious in many walks of life. I think that's being dissipated as women gain economic independence. There's a shortage of women in China、uh, because families prefer male children.、Uh, I believe the statistics、uh, there is a 20 million gap, meaning there are 20 million young males without corresponding females. To marry, and that's that's going to create, has to elevate the status of women as as more men chase after fewer women. Very big gap. So, so, can you tell me about the local mythology, religious practices, kinds of faith-based culture 
over there, if there if there is. Again, I, I can only talk about urban Chinese. There is not much of a religious basis to Chinese culture. Certainly not in the cities. Uh, Chinese culture is very secular. It is somewhat permissive about different religious practices. The native Chinese superstitions are really very um, um, diverse and really does not amount to a set of coherent beliefs. So one, one might say that Chinese today suffer from a lack of organized beliefs except the pursuit of material wealth. Uh, it's a very secular culture that you see in day-to-day life. And, you know, there are people shopping busily, they're, they're working hard, but you don't see a lot of uh, voluntary, and certainly not a lot of religious or even uh, social community activities. People are very, very uh, purposeful about their personal life and their, their economic life, but there seems to be a big gap in communal, religious, and social life. Wow, that's interesting. So, now, as far as young people in China, the kind of high school age kids, how do you think that they compare to their counterparts in the U.S. or anywhere else abroad? I know you've been all over the world. I would say they are probably under more pressure to to study academic subjects and, and, and to score... Uh, high on the examination so they can get into universities. Um, they have a l- a less free time than than their counterparts in the U.S. Uh, they are m- they're more closely supervised, both at home and at school. But they seem to want the same thing as American kids, except society puts more pressure on them and tolerates uh, more parental and school Supervision uh, of them, regulated society, uh, and teenagers are subject to more house rules and school rules, uh, for better or for worse. I would say right now they're turning out high school graduates that have somewhat better work habits than American kids, but they they do lack self confidence. And it's only creative spirit because they, they've been too, there's too much regimentation in the, in the high school or, or middle school education. Right. Well, now, China has always been a very artistic um, society. I, I mean, some of the most amazing artwork has come out of that culture. So is, is that encouraged or how, how does that, you well, know? Well, that's in the past. And, and today, uh, you really do not see much much of that tradition, uh, you know, in, in plain sight. Uh, most people are too busy pursuing, as I said, a, a, a very materialistic way of life, trying to trying to make more money, trying to do better for the family. And artists, the few that are, are simply tolerated. I'm not sure they're necessarily encouraged. And they have to put up with the... Um, you know the burden of of 
of um, waiting for a long time for the art to be appreciated. So, so it's not a society right now that encourages uh, artistic creation or the arts. Right. Uh, it's it's what what we see is it's mostly the classics. What happened a long time ago? That tradition is not being uh, revived right now. Uh, and a lot of people worried about it ever coming back. Wow. Well, what kinds of music and things do people like to listen to? Are they more Americanized? Do they listen to stuff coming from the... Right. I mean, there, there is a certain following for, for Western music, and there is a bigger following for what is known as, uh, in particular in South China, known as Kanto Pop. That's Hong Kong singers singing pop song in Chinese. There's also a big following further up north in the country of Taiwanese singers and Japanese and Korean singers. There are also some homegrown pop singers. Um, and so you do have a variety of uh, music, contemporary music, that is, that is quite popular here. The people are basically enjoying what they want to buy or pay for or, or, or hear. Uh, as they become more affluent, um, are they starting to be more involved in, in arts and music and, and making their worlds? One hopes so. One would hope so. But it seems like they're not quite through. As a group of people, they're not quite through with making enough money to feel secure. So... You, you, you still do have a um, a, um, a a lot of energy dedicated to economic pursuits. Now, there are a lot of there are people, for example, uh, studying music in China. They're mostly into either uh, teaching or playing instruments. You, you do not have as many people writing music, composing music. Um, so even in the areas of, of art, or, or it's more the performance rather than the composition. That reflects the culture more into preserving the past rather than venturing into the future, particularly in the area of artistic um, expression. Right now, when when you say these these kids are scoring very high and they're they're really dedicated to their studies. Are they going to university in China, or are they going outside and then coming back, as you did? Most of them are going to universities within China. Uh, a small number, although that number is growing, are going abroad. But usually after they've obtained their uh, you know, first degree, their bachelor's degree, then they go for their master's or their PhD outside of China. Um, but most of them either study in China, either for a normal four-year uh, undergraduate degree or for a two- or three-year associate or technical degree. Okay, in an effort to keep uh, my podcast short and enjoyable, I'm going to stop here and continue tomorrow with part two of this interview with Henry Luck from uh, Guangzhou, China. So until tomorrow, come on down, sign up, talk it up, and uh, let me know what you think. This is Elle at Iron Dove, signing out.